Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I'm Chris Bay, joined by three goofballs. We were just cracking up at Mike Everett, <laughs> as always. Good morning to the three Mikes. How are y'all? Morning. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Mike Everett, what time did you get up this morning to start cutting down a tree? Well, the the crazy thing was I didn't actually cut the tree down today. I cut it down a couple of days ago, but oh, then okay. all of these things have showed up on my legs that because I cut trees down with no jeans on. So I'm... I'm a mess. That's it. But I did get up at a quarter of six, but, uh, and I thought I was getting up at a quarter of seven. When I looked at my watch, I go, Oh, well, great. I'll get a bunch of stuff done. Were, were you using a chainsaw? <laughs> no, no, not today. Um, okay. Redoing a room down here for the grandkids new bedroom. And I pulled a four foot by five foot mirror off the wall and there was just all kinds of part of the wall that just came off there. And so <laughs> I've been doing mudding and taping and you name it, we're doing it. Sorry. Thank <laughs> you, listeners. Something. <laughs> well, welcome to the world of life, success, life, success, and legacy. Oh, buddy. We, we always start our Monday strategy meetings with story hour with Mike Everett. And it's usually about <laughs> either he's cut himself and he's bleeding some somewhere or he's um, dealing with his sump pump. He started, actually, if you're interested to the listeners, if you need to be a part of a sump pump support group, Mike Everett can help you out there. Oh, buddy. Believe it or not, it's actually fixed now, so we're on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always a next thing. What are we talking about today? I think we should talk about why in the world would I sign up for something where I'm committing myself to paying, let's say $10,000 a year, $50,000 a year in premiums, why would I sign up for a bill mm. where I have to continue to pay that year after year, right? Mm. That just well, seems Because ridiculous. we're good salesmen. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just... IBC teachers. Oh, <laughs> I just talked one of our longtime existing clients out of starting a new policy this week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm a horrible life insurance guy. That's where the joke lies, right? <clears throat> right. Okay. So the question, Mike Everett, you've been doing this longer than any of us, right? When, when you're meeting with folks and you're presenting a strategy and they're looking at that left-hand mm. column on the illustration and they're seeing that premium amount, yep. right? And, and it's carrying on for year after year after year, right? What are the questions that they oftentimes ask? The number one question is, how long do I have to pay that premium? Almost invariably. Yeah. And, it's, and I've been doing this now. I'm entering my 19th season as an IBC guy, and that question still comes up. In fact, it comes up in our boot camps all the time. How long yeah. do we have to pay these premiums? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is a mind shift because I remember early on in my career, that's a, that was one of the things that I thought. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a reoccurring question. 
not just for our clients, but for us as well, mm -hmm. as we're helping people understand. But um, Nelson says that it takes a while for the game that we play in our heads for everything that we've been taught up to today to make that that shift. And we always talk about this. It is a paradigm shift in your thinking. And Absolutely. it's unbelievable. And it's hard. Well, it goes back. Um, and the other two mics, hang on, because we're coming to you, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Everett, it goes back to Nelson's three principles and specifically number two, right? So can you remind our listeners? I know they know it, but think we long term. think yeah, long think term. Long -term capitalize generously and don't steal from your system yeah so on so, the premium deposits we're talking about principle number two right yes yes don't so, be afraid to capitalize your system generously and uh, and i say this in our in our webinars every week if you want a little out of your system put a little into it if you want a lot out of your system put a lot into it but then this just goes right back to our software, the software will use your numbers to actually determine the sweet spot of where your premium allocation will be. That's right. Yep. Mike Crawford, when you and Mary were first going into this and, and just for context, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you probably did everything exactly right back then, didn't you, Crawford? No. Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> With IBC or or, or introducing or... IBC to Mary when she's pregnant with Milo. Oh no 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 that that story's comical. <laughs> she could care less. Like she thought I was drinking some Kool Aid, you know. And the saving grace was actually you, Chris Bay, because she knew you from high school as a coach. Like you were one of the soccer coaches at um, her high school, and she was like, "Well, he seems trustworthy," and you know. Mike's a little crazy, Everett, that is. Yeah. And, you know, she also knew him <laughs> growing up. So she was just like, boy, this is a yin and a yang. Um, but uh, no, you know, I think <clears throat> Mary, for the first three years, had that question every year. Like, well, how long do we have to pay this premium? You know, um, and I, 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 she had a light bulb moment, which we've talked about in previous episodes, but like, she, she just really struggled. And I think that that's something that as a team, we've worked really hard at trying to communicate more effectively. And it goes back to whatever it was just saying is that our software, I think, does that for us and a lot better yeah. we can with words because nobody cares about what we say. They want to see their numbers. Absolutely. And, well, and I'll one share of the, an example of that. Go ahead, Mike Everett. One of the things that Nelson always, always said was IBC is caught, not taught. Yeah. But yet there's a certain amount of teaching and education and research that people need to do in order to catch the IBC fever, so to speak. Yeah. Well, as, and it takes as, a while. As my wife, Sean, always said when she loved coming to the live boot camps that we did here in Lawrence, she always said one of the biggest challenges is clearing out the old thinking to make room for the new thinking. And, and you can almost see it on people's faces as you're presenting is have they made that shift yeah. to yeah. clearing out the old thinking to the new thinking? Mike Kwong, I want to come to you because you've had policies for a long time. Mm. And with you and pay now, you guys, uh, you're, you're not your, your average bears, right? 
<laughs> That's right. You guys were you guys were ahead of the curve with this in in many ways. Do you recall you and Pay ever having issues with the idea of premiums as bills, or did it just click for you guys at the beginning? Ah, we're going back a ways, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I when, mean, when did you start your first IBC policy? May uh, 2013. 2013. Wow. A little over 10 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. 10 years this summer for our first policies. And, you know, uh, certainly in the beginning, when you're looking at the numbers, you know, uh, at an illustration, and again, I was a little bit different because to be fair, I was one of those that caught it, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you all know my story, you know, the way I opened my first policies, I went straight to the company and told them, hey, I want an IBC policy, you know, from what I learned. Yeah. They, they didn't even know what that was, you know, I was talking about. No, they wouldn't. Have. They thought you were talking about root beer. Right. <laughs> They're like, but if that's <laughs> true, that's great. Why don't you take this test and write your own? <laughs> you know, so long story short, you know, I was really excited about it. So I don't really remember a period where I thought, oh, man, here I go. I got to pay another premium mm -hmm. right? because I kind of already understood it. Mm -hmm. But um, the, the, the way I look at it, right, with premiums, one thing that just came to mind with, you know, Mike's uh, uh, tree cutting story, right, was a chainsaw. If you're a lumberjack and, and you're getting paid to, to take a chainsaw and, and, and you get paid for every tree you take down, right? You think that lumberjack's ever thinking, well, how long do I have to pay for the gas for this chainsaw, right? Mm -hmm. There's a tool that is, you know, it has its purpose. It's doing its thing. Um, is that the first thing that comes to mind for the for the lumberjack? Well, what's the what's the gas going to, how long do I have to pay for the gas? When, yeah. when can I stop paying for the gas to keep using this thing? Right. It's an input to create an output, right? That's That's it, you know, and this is in a financial sense. Right. So it's a little bit different. Sure. But and, and there's certainly costs to it. Right. With a premium. But people forget, too. Right. When we think about IBC, we're focused on the cash value. But really, the, the base premium. Right. The, the bulk of it goes to the death benefit. And that's a real benefit and, and a, like value to the person that sometimes we forget about because we're always thinking about, well, what's that first year? you know, capital that we can access. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a huge, that's a real liability on the company's part and an asset on your end that you get to, you know, get started right away and, you know, grows over time. Yeah. So, um, isn't that know. what makes, you know, whole life insurance an and asset, right? You know, it's exactly. like exactly. you get that death benefit, which is important to your family and to your, you know, uh, loved ones. Yeah. But, Along the way, you get that access, you get those capital dollars. Absolutely. Even to the point, I was just talking about this. Um, I got a call this morning. There's the end asset. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's... I'm telling you. <laughs> um, I just got a call from one of our clients out in California, and he was having a conversation with one of his um, uh, work buddies. And they are researching long-term care. I'm not a long-term care insurance expert at all. And I don't have long-term care insurance myself. And part of the reason is we've taken the strategy of building up our death benefit high enough because I know if I get to that, that point where I need assets to care for long, to pay for long-term care, I can utilize up to 50%. All of the policies yeah. we write have a rider built in that you don't even have to pay extra for. 
it's built in where you can use up to half of your death benefit for those needs if you qualify. So to me, it doesn't make sense to pay somebody else for long-term care when I kind of have a, a, a resource built into my system that I'm using already. And I don't even know if I'm going to need long-term care or not. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'm not advising someone pro or con against long-term care. I'm just reinforcing what Mike Crawford and Mike Kong were saying is, it is an and asset. It's and, and, and. There's lots yeah. of ways to utilize yeah. our IBC system for a lot of different needs. I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I was just um, presenting a strategy to a mom uh, of one of our clients and, and our client, the daughter has been working on her mom saying, mom, you got to check this out, you know? And um, she's done a great job of learning and we were, as I was presenting the strategy, I did it a little bit different because I knew there needed to be some pre-teaching before we got into the strategy. And um, the questions that she was asking led me to go straight to the illustration because she was trying to figure out how much is the cash value? When do I get, when do I get access to as much as I've put in? Mm -hmm. So I immediately went to the illustration and you guys already know this. When she sees that left-hand column of the illustration and she saw it was a $10,000 policy and it was $10,000 for the first four years and it dropped down to the, just the base. And she and I showed her for how long that, that premium uh, deposit is made. Her question was, how long do mm -hmm. I have to pay that premium? And secondly, how in the world am I going to come up with that money? This is someone in their 60s and they're looking mm -hmm. at retirement in the next several years. And looking at that as a bill freaked her out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I totally understand where you're coming from on this. Back in the day, I was making $80,000 gross a year, single income education family. And we started four policies and our cumulative annual premiums were $50,000. <laughs> that sounds insane. But if you think about it as a deposit, and then two weeks later, you get to pull out roughly 60% of what you just put in, it works. And we ran the numbers. Mike Everett helped us run the run the numbers back there in 2011. And you know we've added multiple policies since that time. Yep. So back to this gal that I was showing, Mike Crawford, this is a kudos to you and Casey, again, for the excellent work mm. you guys have done on the IHF software. It is such a great tool. I brought her back to the software and I said, I want to show you how you don't have to worry about premiums after the first premium you make. Yeah. Mm. She said, what? Yep. And I said, just bear with me. Let me show you how this <clears> works. And so we walked through the, we walked through the software and I said, now, if you've got, and she has money sitting in IRAs, she could do new money every single year for premiums if she wanted to. But yeah. the way we designed her plan, she doesn't have to, as long as she's an honest banker. Principle three, don't steal the peas. All right, Crawford, you had something. No, sorry. I just get excited about that part, not just because of the software, which is awesome. But the, um, <laughs> I get excited when people see like, the, the the you can see the skepticism melt from their face when they see the numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that math makes sense, right? You know, because the math we're doing isn't complicated numbers. It's just being able to put it into a structure that is easily readable uh, or easy to interpret. Um, but 
Furthermore, it's their numbers. It's not yeah. John Doe like we use in our boot camps, which is a great example. But John Doe can only go so far because he ain't real, <laughs> you know, and they're sitting yeah. in front of us. They're talking to us. And yeah. that that is a transformation when that occurs that I love being on video chat with people when they when they show when they see those numbers and they go, oh, and it just it doesn't always click like that, but it, when it does, you're just like, it's really yeah, fun. this is good. But you just <laughs> described the beauty of what teach, why teachers teach. Yeah. Is when you see that light bulb come on for people like that is, that is worth a really big paycheck. Yeah. You know? well, Mike Kwong, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm going to dovetail on one of the things that you just said, you know, because when I'm sitting there talking to customers, whether they're potential customers or real customers, one of the things I'll say is, what if there was a chance you only had to come up with one year of premium mm -hmm. and we just use your existing cash flow to fund future years? And a lot and of times we, it's debt payments we're funding it with. Absolutely. Well, almost a hundred. So I was on with a couple uh, yesterday afternoon and literally um, we are utilizing a fairly good chunk out of their savings in order to get started and but turn wind paying, fun, I bet uh, we paid off eight credit cards in the first month mm -hmm. that created and I, I wish I was making this up but I'm not $2,500 a month free cash flow mm -hmm. now if you're doing math that's $30,000 a year guess what the premiums were 30 grand I've, and that was excluding the kid policies that we were going to do. But we're just talking about the same thing that we're already doing with our cash flow. We get paid. We put it in our checking account. We pay our house cards, credit cards, student loans, feed the kids, pay the cell bills, fill the cars up, and what's left over? Yeah. Nothing. So if there was Whatever. a way that we could create something where we could actually utilize those dollars, multiple times and we teach this in the boot camp low by the way the boot camp is the <clears throat> 21st of october <laughs> <laughs> so it's just super fun when you get to see their the lights pop on in their heads and they go whoa you got to be kidding me okay so mike kong i'm coming to you in an atm machine okay <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so we've been talking about how we can actually show people in a lot of cases where they don't have to come up with money for that that second year and beyond premiums, right? Now, we know there's a little bit of a drag in the first year or so, right? Because you get 60% of what you put in. Mm -hmm. But with one of the companies that we we do business with, they've actually gotten very creative in how they have structured mm. the illustrations in the first years. So in that second year, you're getting darn near dollar for dollar. Yeah. But Mike Kwong, you do a great job of teaching people as your policy matures, how that is so beneficial. Yeah. So, you know, we always, I always reiterate that, first of all, these are contracts, right? These are contracts. So that's based on security guarantees, guaranteed being the first one, that tremendous death benefit. <laughs> Right. That is from the first day the policy is issued, the protection for your family, your beneficiary, you know, whatever uh, comes your way at worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then the second guarantee is real important is that premium. That premium is guaranteed. Okay. 
And that goes both ways. It's guaranteed to not change or increase no matter what happens, you know, in the market, whoever's in charge in the, you know, government, whatever. Um, that's a fixed cost. And and with inflation, do we have inflation? Does it does that ever happen? Right? A little bit. A fixed cost asset. <laughs> Ultimately, the, the net dollar cost to you each year is decreasing as far as a burger goes, right? Because that's just the nature of it. So that being said, we talk about the efficiency of the, of the policy, right? As an instrument, as a contract, every year you're approaching, okay, the death benefit, that cash value, I talked about it before, has to catch up and keep running faster and faster. It's like a shadow. You can't run away from it. That cash value is chasing after that future death benefit. So that being said... Uh, as an you know, as a machine, this gets more and more efficient, right? And, and I talk about this by the fifth year, oftentimes, sometimes a little later, but typically around the fifth year or so. There's a point where the machine gets so efficient that the dollars you're putting in, right, as far as uh, premiums go, uh, is netting you more than the dollar you know that goes in. So when we have that example with you know the ten thousand and the four thousand to base. Uh, that $4,000 base premium that you drop to by that fifth year after you've capitalized it responsibly for four, right? Mm -hmm. uh, after the PUAs drop, there's a huge boost because it becomes what's called net geared positively, right? Where the 4,000 will net you an increase to your cash values of, of more than that, sometimes $4,500 or $4,600. Mm -hmm. Yep. I always say if I had an ATM machine that... For every four bucks I'm putting in is kicking back 450. Would you be interested on a tax-free basis? Why would I want to stop? You know, uh, no, 10 years later, I'm going to stop because by then I'm, I'm putting in four and it's kicking back six. No, uh, I'll stop now. Right. No. But, but, but what if, what if I'm nearing say retirement age, which that's a whole nother topic, the whole idea of retirement, but what if I'm nearing the place where my income is going to decrease or even stop, Right. Sure. How in the world am I going to cover that premium? Even if I know I put in four dollars and I get four fifty, but what if I don't have that four dollars of income? Right? Absolutely. Okay. So Mike Everett, I see you smiling on this. <laughs> well, early, early on, I mean early on, this would have been oh eight, oh nine when I'd have this same conversation. We'd we'd get somebody debt free house, cars, credit cards, everything. And they go, well, where am I going to come up with the money? And I go, well, let's see, you have a two hundred dollars or $350,000 home. Do you think it would be smart to have a home equity line of credit on your house? I'm, this is just one example. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, well, why would we do that? I said, so let's just say you have a $10,000 premium. And I, I'm using this as just as an example. And you paid $10,000, but it grew by $12,000. And this was not unheard of. Right. Take a home equity line of credit, pay your $10,000, grows by 12, take a $10,000 policy loan and go pay your home equity line of credit off. And you're still ahead of the game. All within a 30-day period. Yeah. And so you're really not even out hardly any interest in that time frame, regardless of what your interest rate is on your home equity line of credit, but it would be somewhere between, let's just say four and 10. You won't care when you sit there and look at the, the minute money that you would end up utilizing 
in order to make this thing stay in force. Yeah. And a lot of folks by that point, they have built up such a cash pool within their cash value that you can easily utilize. And as Mike Kwong was saying, it's positively geared where I can actually take a loan from my cash value, use it to pay the base premium. It grows by more than what I just put in, right? And so my cash value, essentially, we use this example a lot. It's like a pitcher of water, right? Your mm -hmm. policy is a pitcher of water and, and the cash value is the water level. Well, if I take a loan from my against my cash value, it drops. But then I use that loan to pay the premium. And what happens to the cash value? It pops right back up and in some cases even more than what I had just taken out if it's a mature policy. Yep. So there's a variety of ways, even if oh, a person man. doesn't have income later on in life, where they can still utilize IBC, keep it going, and have all the benefits from it. Yep. Yeah. Great. Guys, any other thoughts or comments about um, thinking of premiums as bills versus deposits? I think it just goes back to the ruts. You know, um, we talk about this in our boot camps a lot. Well, Chris does when he opens up um, most of our boot camps is we, you know, a, a tractor running down the fence row of an old farm. It's just our brains are trained to believe that money coming out of our account for whatever that reason is, is a bill, right? And um, it's a real it's a real mind bender to, 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 to get out of that rut. And when we can, mm -hmm. it does, it pays dividends, not trying to just be facetious there, but it's true, right? <laughs> like there's a benefit on the back side of that too. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Every year. <laughs> yeah. Long, you were going to say something? Yeah. And the dividends you mentioned, which grows every year, yes. right? That's the other thing. Again, you have a fixed cost with the premiums, but the dividends are ever changing and to your benefit, yeah. right? And the last thing is about when, when you say dollars out of your system, right? When, as a bill. Yeah. The way I see it, when it kind of flips for some people, for most, is when you understand that a policy is in your system. Exactly. So, so your, your dollars aren't going out the window to the, to the company. They're going in through your policy, which is still in your system. You mm -hmm. have liquidity and control access to all that. So don't think of it, whatever those dollars are, whether it's, you know, $100 a month, or, or, you know, some, some 50,000, I've got one a year, right? That is money that's still in my system. Yeah. Mm. But here that it goes through that, you know, that uh, policy in my system, it benefits me more and more. So, yeah. And, and that's a really I good love, point. One of the things I love about my IBC system is that every dollar I'm putting in, not only as we've been talking about, is it getting better and better every single year? But I'm also getting three uses of that dollar. Yeah, I'm absolutely. getting the death benefit, which again is great for my family, or if I need it later on in life for for healthcare. Right. Secondly, I've got guaranteed growth, guaranteed by contract, not tied to the market. Right. I don't have to worry about you know somewhere down the road, 2008 happens again, and I lose half of my life savings. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I can use it to finance my life, whether that's new purchases, paying off debt, buying other people's family members' debt, yep. investments. I can use it for anything I want, no questions asked. Mm. So, so many positive ways to use IBC. And again, there's so many ways to go with, to utilize your IBC system. 
but your IBC system is your home base. Mm -hmm. It is the foundation of everything we do from there. And we don't spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about all the other things you can do. We try to stay in our lane. We try to really, really make sure that people understand the foundation of what Nelson Nash was teaching, mm. the infinite banking concept. So the three mics, thank you as always, guys. You are so good at explaining and sharing and open and honest about our own stories and our experiences and our mistakes and all that. So to our listeners, hopefully this is beneficial to you. Um, we've learned an awful lot over the years, and we really see this as we're all in this together. We are all clients as well. We're all looking for the best policies. We're looking for the best uses of these policies for our systems. And so we just see this as we're all in this together. So if you, uh, if you enjoy the information, the content that we share, give us a thumbs up, download it, like it, all the stuff you're supposed to do with that stuff, right, Mike Crawford? Yep, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will catch you again on our next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs>